If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. I tell you what, these folks are absolutely, unbelievably, well, they're just unbelievable. It's, it's, it's Nancy Pelosi, I tell you. <laughs> it is remarkable. And not just Nancy Pelosi, but the response we've seen from the city of San Francisco as well. Welcome to the program, folks. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash ToddHuffShow for those who want to watch the program live or on demand, as long as our friends in the at Facebook allow that to be the case. So I want to... <laughs> So, so to refresh your your memory, to refresh your, our memories on this, we had we have extremely what oppressive rules that have been set in place by leftists in the state of California over COVID to protect ourselves from ourselves in the People's Republic of California. This state, folks, this state, by and large, because of the radical, I mean, it is, it's beyond radical. It is truly insane, the policies that come up, the ideas, the policies, the agenda that comes up from the state or the People's Republic of California. And the people that they elect to make their decisions, the people that they um, that they support, the the blindness with which they support them. So they've put in place policies that basically shut down any small business, or at least affect them in some way. Especially if you own or operate something like a hair salon hair salon. You can't go to a hair salon. It doesn't matter if you wear 25 masks, put yourself in a hazmat suit. None of that stuff works for the radical left in California. Now, this was up until Tuesday, a couple of days ago, when they began, at least in Nancy Pelosi's district in the city of San Francisco, they began to open up places. It took until September 1st. For this to happen, I shared that I have a friend who um, whose wife has experienced this personally, and he shared with me a little bit about that. 
So Nancy Pelosi, the day before, the day before this goes into effect, the new relaxed rules, I guess you could say, where folks can actually get their hair cut because of the risk of killing someone with COVID. So they finally, you know, have put this in place to where you can get that done. And the day before it's actually implemented, Nancy Pelosi makes an appointment with a hairstylist that works uh, that works for an actual salon owner and they made a special they made special accommodations for Nancy Pelosi to come in a day early technically when the ban for these sorts of services was still in place Nancy Pelosi is seen on camera on cameras that have been in this building for some time they were not set up as part of a sting operation for Nancy Pelosi, this is incredible what she said, what she's done. It illustrates what we're dealing with. I This is a microcosm. This is a microcosm of how the average Democrat candidate behaves and thinks and acts and thinks that they're entitled. Now, I, I would even say the average politician. I'll go as far to say that because this happens on both sides of the aisle. It has happened on both sides of the aisle. It's happened in this state. I've said this before with our governor it was okay for him to go to Brown County while the rest of Hoosiers were not allowed to go camping in Brown County because of the COVID risk. But he could go down to a governor's residence there. That's okay. He could go out and go to local restaurants, have pictures taken with staff and owners or whoever it was without socially distancing, without a mask. All of that didn't matter. Didn't matter because he's up there preaching from the podium each and every day just how much, just how great it is to wear a mask and how it's our civic duty or whatever, whatever they say. But so it happens on both sides, but I think it happens much more egregiously and much more frequently on the side of the radical left. And Nancy Pelosi, she's the most powerful politician, Democrat politician. Uh, in in the world, in the country. She is. She is it. So what does she do? She gets special treatment to go into this salon while the average person can't do this. I'm reminded of, of, of again, I mentioned our governor. I'm reminded of the mayor of Chicago who had special arrangements made so that she could get her hair done because, hey, after all, after all, she has to look good for her public television appearances. This is actually the sorts of things that they say. I'm reminded of Governor, uh, what is it, Pritzker of, of Illinois, who alerted his family, let them you know, get a head start on getting out of the state before they shut everything down so that they could get to their horse farm in Florida or wherever it was to take care of the horses. And they, of course, justified that because, hey, horses need taken care of. Well, no kidding. And so do every other person persons, horses, livestock, whatever it is, the the arrogance, the, I, I don't even know the words for this. They want to tell us they're public servants. This is exactly the antithesis of how a public servant would behave. A public servant would make sure that you could take care of of your horses or get your hair done or whatever more than they would be worried about their own. These folks are not public servants. These folks are lovers of big government. They are believers in what is good for 
you isn't necessarily what is good for them because they are part of the ruling class. They are part of the elite. They are part of the in crowd that can tell the rest of the masses how to live while they violate every single principle that they've set for us and set out for us to, to abide by. So Nancy Pelosi, she's asked about this repeatedly. I guess it was yesterday at a press conference. And her responses to, again, making having her staff make accommodations for her to get her hair did the day before anyone else in San Francisco or that particular area of the country could get their hair taken care of. She's walking around without a mask. She claimed as part of a sting operation. Sting, I'm sure Trump's involved in this if you if you let Nancy Pelosi talk about this long enough. But I want you to hear this is this is remarkable. This is just absolutely remarkable stuff that we're subjected to. It is absolutely idiotic. It is I don't even know how else to to say this. I'm looking here at the time. I don't know if I want to play this, but this this is a little bit long. Um, it's a little bit long, so I don't know if I want to try to squeeze this thing. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna wait until we'll take a little break early here, and then we'll play this next next segment. But this is inexcusable of any politician, and I want to play also the. Salon owner, she was on Tucker Carlson last night responding to Nancy Pelosi's allegations that she was set up. <laughs> the salon owner set up a sting operation to get Nancy Pelosi trapped. Entrapment. There probably will be charges. I mean, would it surprise you? Charges against this woman for entrapment of a political political figure? Now she's getting death threats. The salon owner, because she released this stuff. She's getting death threats and everything else, bad reviews on Yelp, because she simply shared with the rest of the world how corrupt Nancy Pelosi is. And the mindless robots, those have, who have been brainwashed by this radical leftist ideology in San Francisco, are cool with this. She's, they're cool with this. They're, they're okay with this. They'll defend Nancy Pelosi. Threatening the Solano. Just think about this. You know what else? You know what else is this is brought to my attention. I, I the the dramatic differences, and I've known this to some extent, but I just you know not experiencing the level of ongoing oppression and government intervention and shutdown over coronavirus in certain parts of this country. I know that there's still risk of catching. COVID. I also know that there's tons of questions surrounding COVID. I know that there's reasons to be skeptical of all these things they've been telling us from how we catch it to how we prevent ourselves from contracting it. They've convinced us that we're sick without knowing we have any symptoms where we, you know, might infect someone else with something we don't even know that we have and that we're actually putting someone else's life in jeopardy because of this virus that we don't know that we have, but we can be around certain people. People are around all the time, which I don't understand that even if, I mean, by their own logic. I, look, I'm not saying they should come in and tell us to socially distance at home. I'm sure that they, well, one of the, the spokespeople in Canada, 
one of the health health officials there actually said that you should wear a mask while having sex. That's right. Wear a mask while while having sex. So I don't put anything past them. But there's reasons, good reasons to be skeptical. There's reasons to have all sorts of questions. So this is all ha- has originated from this heavy-handed response to COVID destroying these businesses. This poor lady is just trying to make her let her business survive. She's not the one that brought in Nancy Pelosi. She didn't even know this appointment had been set until the stylist who took the the appointment texted her and told her she would be in a day before the salon was really supposed to even reopen. So the hypocrisy, the double standard, the arrogance, and then they'll tell us in the next breath that they're here for the public serve for the public good. They're serving the American public. She's serving the residents, the citizens. Well, in San Francisco, even those who aren't citizens. She's serving whoever walks through the city of San Francisco. She's looking out for their best interests and in the rest of her district, wherever that is specifically. But she doesn't have to follow the rules. She is, in fact, above the law. Literally, she is She is just told the American... Now, I guess I pause because these COVID regulations have not been duly passed legislation. So they're not law. They're orders. They're edicts. They're dictates from the benevolent dictators that run our cities, states, and so forth. Governors, mayors, whatever. They know best. They're smarter than the rest of us. They have the best intentions of Americans at heart. Shut up and comply while they go ahead and do whatever they want. Pathetic excuse for a leader. Pathetic excuse for a politician. Absolutely not a public servant. Self-seeking. Self-serving. Ridiculous stuff. I'll play it after the break. Quick time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk, and I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Again, to set the stage here, Pelosi, or excuse me, um, the salon owner, Erica Kias, she owns the salon, the name of the salon in, in San Francisco is called, it's E, what's the name of this? I, I had it here a second ago. I'll find it in a second. But anyway, she shared on social media a text message she had received from one of her one of the hairstylists that rents booth space from her so the the hair salon i don't know many of you know this maybe some don't i don't know but hair salon owners they set up um you know they they buy they it's their business it's their salon but then there's a couple different business models one is that the stylist actually rents that booth space that stylist, he or she is part of that particular um, salon, but they're renting the space. And then, of course, they get, uh, you know, they're trying to bring in clients to generate revenue. And that's their little business that's under the umbrella of the, of the salon. And so she gets a text message, the owner does, from one of her stylists, one of the folks that rents booth space from her. And the text reads... The text reads, um, I will be there. I think it says, I will be there at 2.45 tomorrow. Pelosi's assistant, um, 
Pelosi's assistant just messaged me to do her hair. I think those are two separate text messages. And Kias, the salon owner, simply responded Pelosi with a question mark. Probably dumbfounded. Actually, she told Fox, I was like, are you kidding me right now? Do I let this happen? What do I do? She can't control, she said, what her stylists do if they rent chairs from her, as they're not paying at this time. They can't pay. No one can pay anybody except for the government. They think the government can pay people because the government mysteriously has money, even though the government really gets its money when people pay taxes. But they can't pay taxes when they don't generate an income to pay said taxes because they can't function because the government shuts them down over completely arbitrary and indefensible rules. Nancy Pelosi proves this on video. She's walking around without a mask at the salon that no one else can go to. The salons in many cases were simply asking to do this, to have one person at a time do exactly what Nancy Pelosi was doing. Not acceptable. No, no, no. Why, why isn't it acceptable? It's because the ruling class... The Democrats in San Francisco and Democrats in the state of California tell us that that's just too dangerous. We're too stupid. They're too stupid in California to understand just how brilliant these ideas are, just how brilliant, how thankful they should be for these ideas. So Nancy Pelosi was asked about this yesterday at a press conference. Of course, the people behind her have on their masks. She's socially distanced, of course. It's time to put the performance on. But this is a little bit of the exchange. She was she had a little pushback yesterday from the media, as she should have, as she should have. Here's a little bit of this exchange. This was put together. This montage uh, was put together by the Blaze Media, by the way. Uh, Speaker Pelosi, I have to ask you about your visit to this hair salon in San Francisco on Monday. It's been quite controversial, and I understand that it was not your first time getting your hair done inside that salon. Can you say how many times? No, I've been there many over the years. I've been there many times. I appreciate I appreciate the question. And let me just say this. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of the neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. And that um, when they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. And that's all I'm going to say on that. So she takes responsibility for falling for a setup. Apologize, that audio is that's as good as I could we could get this morning. It's not the best audio. Um, she's out there, you know. She doesn't have her mask on when she's answering the question, although she's for some reason nowhere near the microphone. But regardless. Um, she doesn't like this question. She apologizes, but she apologizes not for doing something that other citizens in her district are not allowed to do, have not been allowed to do for months. She's apologizing for trusting the salon and for falling into their setup. Absolutely remarkable stuff. There's actually a little bit more. Let's play a little bit more of this because this goes on for a bit. She's asked about this again. But she doesn't want to ask it. And if you heard the journalist, the journalist's question was even harder to hear. But what the journalist asked was, have you been there before? There's reports that you've been doing this all during this lockdown. 
well, I've been there many times before over the history. She didn't say, didn't really answer that specific question. She wants you to think she hasn't been. I've been there during this time. But I think someone out there, maybe someone even in this audience, can can study the the hairstyles of Nancy Pelosi here over the past six months, and you can tell us if she's had hair, uh, work done with her hair in the past six months. I, I can't imagine she hasn't. I cannot imagine she hasn't had anything done to her hair in six months. I mean, this is, I mean, she's obviously quite concerned about physical appearance, which whatever, take that for whatever it's, whatever it's worth. But I'm not saying the only place she could do that is in um, her you know, this particular salon, so maybe she didn't. But even so, even if she was going to other salons around the country, just like this mayor of Philadelphia, the re- it's okay for him to go to Maryland and sit inside in a, in a restaurant when you cannot do that in Philadelphia by his own edicts, by his own rulings, by his own decrees. Thus saith the God of Philadelphia. Because of his own decrees, you can't do that in Philadelphia, but he can go to Maryland or wherever else he wants to go and give us some rationale. Well, you know, there's less incidents in in the cities that I was visiting and blah, blah, blah. It's dangerous in my cities, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just these people, absolutely remarkable the way that they justify themselves, the way that they view the world, the way that they... I mean, just the the outright disdain they have and the contempt they have for the American voter. Here's a little bit more Pelosi, by the way. It's my understanding that uh, you reached out to the salon. I said I didn't answer. I'm going to answer. That's all I'm going to do. But you want an apology? I'm going to answer. Do you have any questions about the fact that people are dying, the schools need to open and the rest? I feel that this, I feel your question and your question are an opportunity, and I thank you for them. An opportunity to say they should, it, there's more to this that I'm not going into as to the motivation of a salon to say to me, yes, come in, and then they go from there. Whatever. Stinking baby. Yeah, let's talk about the people, she says, who are, who are dying. People are dying of this. Let's follow the logic of that. How are people dying of this, Nancy Pelosi? They're dying of this because they're contracting the virus. What do people like you tell us is the cause for their catching the virus? The cause of their catching the virus is because people don't wear masks to prevent themselves from passing the virus that they don't know that they have onto someone else. So then why are you not wearing a mask? Are you admitting are you admitting to attempted murder of the st- – I mean, I, you can chuckle at that, but this is the logic that they use. I've actually seen people on social media that you are you know, – they say that people who don't wear masks are guilty of basically attempted murder. You're trying to kill people. You're trying to kill people because you're outside, you're breathing, you don't have a mask on. By the way, I saw – I saw someone share something about masks. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's accurate or not, but uh, I, I did see it on social media last night where, um, they there was a, a post. <laughs> I don't know. It, it may have been, it may have been satire. I hope, I hope that it was. But the post said something like, in regards to uh, forest fires, 
You know, you can't, don't think that you can wear your mask and, and stay safe from the smoke of the uh, forest fire because uh, some of the, the particles are too small for the mask to stop. Um, isn't that the whole reason some people are saying masks don't work to begin with? Now, maybe it's an attempt at satire, but at the same time, it's the sort of thing that we would see our government tell its people. It's the same sort of thing. It's the same. I mean, Nancy Pelosi here. It's just remarkable. The hypocrisy, the double standard. It is It is for show. They want, I mean, you know, I'm going to play a soundbite next from Van Jones. Van Jones, communist at CNN, wants to, wants Democrats, he's afraid. He says, hey, the more that we talk about these riots and violence in the city, the more this actually helps President Trump. We've got to get the narrative back on to COVID. And that's, look, that's what, they think that this is a winner for them. They think COVID is an electoral winner for them. They want their president to tell everybody they have to wear a mask, which we've seen Biden and Kamala tell us that that's one of the first things they would do. It's not clear to me yet if that's before or after Biden will cure cancer, but it's one of the first things. I don't know why Biden just doesn't cure COVID if he's president. We Forget the mask thing, Joe. Just cure COVID the same day you cure cancer and Alzheimer's and uh, diabetes. You've told us you're going to do all that. Just do it all day one. Just skip the mask thing altogether. Just cure all these diseases. Maybe we should email. Maybe we should email in. Dear Joe, Here's can you cure my disease, a disease that's affecting my family? Here's something that one of my friends have. Can you cure this on day one, at least week one? Can you squeeze this in? Why make us wear masks when you have the power to cure these things? Just curious as to the thinking on this. But Van Jones is saying out there that Democrats need to keep the narrative focused on COVID because that's the winner for them, not these riots. They've let that narrative swell way out of control. And people are not having anything to do with this nonsense anymore. Yes, the radicals are, but the average people, the average people who don't even really want to engage in, in politics are sickened by this. And I got to take a timeout. So I want to play that after the break. Van Jones telling us really where Democrats should be focused. You're listening here to the home of conservative. Not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. So to reiterate where we left off last segment, Democrats want to use COVID, want to use COVID as a political tool, as a political, they, they want to get back off of, they, they want to move away, this, this Jacob Blake uh, latest narrative and all that isn't uh, you know happened since then. This is the average person has had it with this sort of thing. I mean, the way that this was portrayed at the beginning, when the first headlines came out, when the first bricks were thrown or cans of soup. By the way, I saw Tr President Trump out there saying that people use cans of soup. The left have made, left have made fun of this. The radical leftists thinking that it's funny, but it's still nonetheless true. 
None, they, they use bricks as well, but Trump says, look, they're throwing sa- a cans of soup. It fits nicely in a hand. You can actually wing it a lot harder than you can throw a brick. And if you're stopped by police, you can just say, man, I'm just trying to go feed my family. Got, you know, 65 cans of soup here. They're really hungry tonight, I guess. Couldn't get this during the COVID pandemic. That, by the way, was Trump's fault, wherever else that takes us. But anyway, so... They, you know, they want to move back. They want to move away from that narrative. They want to talk about COVID. They think COVID is a political winner for them. Let let that sink in. They think COVID is a winning political issue for them. You know, it's it's really kind of sickening if you stop and think about it, how people in politics think about the rest of us and how they think about what a political issue is. But they, th- they want to get off of this discussion of the riots and the violence because they've be- they're beginning to see, even though they were blinded to this reality on the front side of this, they're beginning to see that this actually helps Trump. This actually, for those suburban moms, makes them think, wait a minute, what's more of a problem to me? Trump tweeting out something that makes me shake my head in embarrassment or me and my family not being able to go out in public because we might get assaulted by someone who says that they're justified in attacking attacking us because of our race because we're white and they saw you know white officers shoot a a black suspect on on Facebook so that they're justified in, in attacking me and my family or burning down our community destroying the businesses here making the downtown area looked like a boarded-up war zone, which is more problematic for me, a Trump tweet or actual violence in my community. And surpri- it's surprising to the left. They're shocked by this, but many people, those suburban moms, those soccer moms, they've actually decided that, that they're in favor of safety. Who would have thought? Who could have seen this coming? So listen to this exchange Van Jones has on CNN with Allison, or is it Allison Camerata? Um, he's on a panel here, but listen to this exchange. CNN political commentator Van Jones and CNN White House correspondent John Harwood. Van, I want to start with you about the president's trip to Kenosha quickly. Um, he didn't meet with the Blake family. Do you understand what the point of that trip was? You know, I don't, but I do know that um, the longer we talk about violence and unrest and how he's uh, handling it or not handling it, it's all advantage Trump. In other words, this campaign is going well for Donald Trump because we're not talking about the economic devastation uh, that people are experiencing or the virus, really. And I think it's time for us to uh, recognize we we are in a very perilous situation uh, if you want to see a change in November. Um, We have two social movements. Uh, Both have edges of violence to them, one on the left, one on the right. I think it's baked in that Donald Trump is is not going to challenge uh, very strongly the police violence or the vigilante violence, and a lot of people, frankly, are comfortable with that. The question is, how are Democrats and progressives going to deal with the edges of violence in our own movement? I think that Joe Biden can reach, can, can actually begin to move his own movement in a better direction. We need a national moratorium on these nighttime marches. Uh, That would separate the responsible, uh, productive demonstrations that have united the whole world from some of these other demonstrations that are just not as useful. There are things that Joe Biden and other progressives can do 
that can begin to push down on the violence in our movement and then turn it back toward the people who are actually suffering. The businesses, there've been a, a couple hundred businesses that have been uh, hurt by arsonists. There have been thousands that have been destroyed by mishandling this uh, virus. We've got to get off of this conversation around unrest and back to the conversation around the, the, the literally millions of people who are suffering from the, the Trump economy and the mishandling of the virus. Along those lines, uh, John Harwood, um, I can't help but notice this was con All right, so you get the idea. But I, I will look, bring it. Let's talk about let's talk about who are the people who are actually causing who are the ones who are causing all of this problem, all of these difficulties on businesses because of COVID. Are we to or is he suggesting it's Trump? Is he suggesting that they can get away with blaming it on Trump? Trump's not the one that caused this business owner, this salon in San Francisco that Pelosi went to early before it could reopen, before regular people, not part of the ruling class, before they could actually attend uh, to go to the salon for services and so forth. Who did that? Democrats. You look at the most oppressive rules, regulations, stipulations, it universally is coming from Democrat states. So they want to talk. It just, folks, this is the best that they've got. They want to turn it back to COVID and the economic catastrophe caused by COVID, or actually you could say from the lovers of big government's response to COVID. Bring it on, Van. Buddy, you're in a mess here. The Democrat Party has no narrative, has no story, can give no one a reason to vote for them other than they're not Donald Trump. And I've got to take a break. You're listening to the home of conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. So here we are talking about all this nonsense that has come from Pelosi getting her hair done in San Francisco, which no one else can. This, this isn't about hair, folks. This is about the role of government, the ability of government uh, to shut people down unilaterally, and then for people within our government to get special privileges to get treatments or to get services and goods and products or whatever from a government that they themselves have shut down. I've mentioned a couple of times that Eric Akias, the owner of the salon in question, who's now been accused of setting up, setting up a sting operation on Nancy Pelosi to get her busted for not wearing a mask. How she knew she was going to do this is remarkable. How she knew Nancy Pelosi was going to show up uninvited, right, under, based upon the request of her staffer show up at her salon without a mask and all this sort of stuff how she knew this is remarkable just listen to a little bit of this conversation i've re i've referenced this a few times i don't have a lot of time but I, I since i brought it up i want to at least play a part of it so here's this conversation tucker carlson has with erica kiosk last night tonight we want to introduce you to the woman nancy pelosi is blaming Erica Kayas owns the now famous salon in San Francisco, and she joins us tonight. Erica, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so, so much for having me. Nancy Pelosi claims on camera that you orchestrated a, quote, setup to entrap her into getting her hair blown out without a mask. Did you? No, absolutely not. How would you have done that? I mean, can you prove that this wasn't a diabolical setup 
designed to bring down the Speaker of the House by blow-drying her hair. I, she had called the stylist and had, or her assistant did and made the appointment. So yes. the appointment was already booked. So there's no way I could have set that up. And I've had a camera system in there for five years. I mean, I didn't go in there and turn cameras on as soon as she walked in to set her up. So that's absolutely false. So Pelosi says that salons in San Francisco, and of course she lives there and she is the most powerful Democratic legislator in yeah. the world, but she says she understood that the restrictions allowed a one-on-one -on -one appointment in salons. What do you make of that? I heard that and I thought to myself, well, as a hairstylist, I see clients one-on-one. -on -one, so that would mean I would be open. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, yes. Pardon, start trying to laugh. Yes, that it would mean Sorry, that. Are yes. you are you open? No. What is that doing to you in your business? <sighs> um, for the past six months, we've I mean, we're pretty much done. Mm. I mean, we've lost um, at least sixty percent of our clients. Um, I've lost the majority of my staff. Um, so, you know, six months is a long time to be closed down. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's too long. Uh, yeah. So your business has been destroyed by this. How yeah. do you, how do you feel about seeing the most powerful woman in America come into your salon in violation of the rules she supports, get caught and then blame you for it? To be honest, it was more hurtful. Um, she's been coming in for quite a while and just to see her come in and especially not wearing the mask, that's what really got to me. But, yes. you know, this isn't even political. I mean, she's been coming in there. It's the fact that she actually came in and didn't have a mask on. And I just thought about, you know, my staff and people not being able to work and make money and provide for their families. And if she's in there comfortably without a mask and feeling safe, then why are we shut down? Why am I not able to have clients come in? It's exactly the question. That's exactly the point. She's exactly right. She understands more than Nancy Pelosi ever cares to understand, no matter how much Nancy Pelosi pretends that she cares. This is the question at hand. If Nancy Pelosi can come into my salon, why can't everyone else? It's because... Erica, unfortunately, they want to use this for political purposes to harm people, to make them think this is Trump's fault, Trump's economy, Trump's disease, Trump's whatever, to get your vote in November. Quick time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. One almost officially in the books, just the waning minutes, actually waning seconds here of hour number one. But do not worry. We are here for a second hour as well. All you have to do is jump on YouTube. YouTube, just find the Todd Huff Show there. You can search it. Actually, you can probably Google Todd Huff Show YouTube, and it'll take you to our our channel where we will be continuing this uh, discussion and getting into other issues of the day as well on YouTube here in oh, the next five minutes or so. So anyway, that's hour number two on YouTube. Also, you, um, well, that's where hour number two is right now. So hope to see you there. Thanks so much for listening, guys. 
These politicians are something else, especially these radical leftists. Gotta go. SDGC in a few. Take care.